Hello everyone and welcome once again to the Fandom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes and a whole range of nerdy topics on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick and I'm joined by my fellow nerd and Star Wars nut, Toby. How are you, Toby? Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. It's yes, me. The, I'm back. I'm back. You, you, you are the master and I am the, the Padawan in this uh, <laughs> ongoing You have to series. grow a little braid now, Chris. My hair is fairly, getting fairly long. I could probably get away with it. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that just say, for you. I sure as hell can't because I am bold, bold, bold. Yes. Toby is the one on the right in the logo, by the <laughs> way, just in case. We were we were saying this on the... Because we've... Uh, Ian and Simone and I just recorded an episode for Blue Beetle, so please look out for that coming up. But we were talking... Ian was talking about someone saw him, but like wouldn't recognize him. So Ian is the one on the left. I am the one at the top, and Simone is at the bottom, and Toby's on the right. Just in case anyone was wondering. The big boldy one in the back, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I maybe I'll grow a braid out and do it. Maybe I'll just send the picture to you, just for your private collection. Maybe mm, just for My you. private collection of Chris pictures. Yes. <laughs> The less said about that, the better. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. My OnlyFans channel is kicking off. <laughs> um, well, we are back, you and I, this week as part of our ongoing Small Talk series dedicated to the latest Star Wars series, Ahsoka. Um, we are here to talk about episode three, Time to Fly. In this episode, Ahsoka and Sabine are back together once again after the events of episodes one and two. Sabine is resuming her training under a uh, Ahsoka's tutelage and finding it uh, frustrating, to say the least. Uh, meanwhile, General Hera Syndulla appeals to the Senate for help about the potential threat posed if Grand Admiral Thrawn returns. And Sabine and Ahsoka find themselves under fire on their journey from the um, imposing threat from Hattie and the, um, the I guess, the enemy that's also looking for Thrawn. Arroch. And um, yes, so that's a brief summary of episode three. Um, shorter episode this time than the first two, which yeah. they did say was going to happen, but we're still disappointed. You know, I knew it was coming, but I was still upset. Um, considering when Disney Plus is like the last six minutes are credits, really, it's yeah. kind of it steals a lot of time from you. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know Dave Filoni and the the Clone Wars team and the Rebels guys managed to fit a lot in twenty minutes with uh, those TV shows. I feel like live action, you kind of need to give a little bit more. But maybe we're just being greedy. Because I, I still think this was a shorter episode, but it still had the action, it still had the fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just this ever... like I, I feel with these particular episodes, the first three, there's lots of like me at the end being like, okay, I need to know what's happening next right now. So it's leaving wanting more, but... It's a good way to, go, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, but you, you're right. You, It's hard to kind of keep that vibe of... I think maybe Netflix and things like that sort of put the formula where you have a short season, but then to sort of counteract that, you've got like a 45 to 50 minute slot to mm-hmm. fill. Yeah, yeah. And we've kind of gotten used to that. Yeah, I remember, remember back in the old days when it was like 24 episodes of a series, like remember watching Lost. It took ages. Yeah. It took years. And, you know, 24 episodes. They were only episodes. really about 30 minutes, weren't they? Cause yeah, you know, a lot of ads. 20 minutes were ads. Yeah, it was it was still like a five disc box set on TV. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, so much space on the shelf. Um, yeah, too much. But yeah, you're right. They, they, this I I I'm, I like 
and I, I, this is an interesting, I guess, segue question is obviously, I feel like the weekly episode model is coming back more rather than the binge model, which was like dominant for ages. You remember when uh, you everything would just drop like Stranger Things. I remember Stranger Things dropped day one and I watched all episodes and then realized I had a year and a half to wait for season two. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's all gone. <laughs> What's gonna, what am I going to do? Um, whereas now I feel like I like the episodic kind of because it gives you like a well especially for us and this kind of thing it's it's great for our format it's great for our format (laughs) (laughs) otherwise it'd be a very long episode but like i like having a week to like digest discuss think about it think maybe where this is gonna go because i feel like if you binge watch and this is another thing gets me people go oh i don't want to watch a two-hour film it's like we all watch six hours of a show in a row and then yeah easy easy yeah but i don't want to watch a two-hour film I was like, okay, there's kind of an, there's an imbalance there. But I think by the time you've watched six, episode six or seven, you've kind of forgotten some of the minutiae details of one, two, maybe even three. Because yeah. you're, just getting, you're just bombarded with information. Um, so I guess it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you want more and you want that instant you know, fix because you know, that's what the generations are like these days. But, you know, short and sweet episodes, I guess, is what we're getting at. And we're getting them weekly. So we are getting our Star Wars fix and we're getting like left wanting more as you quite said but in terms of episode three and where we've gone so far what do we think i thought it was a a, a fun episode it mm. kind of felt a little bottlenecked like a little bottle episode sort of um the dog fight episode and i kind of feel like when we talk about the, the, the subsequent episode that in itself might be a sort of overarching theme mm-hmm. or f- overarching storyline but each episode is kind of have is its own little um, contained story. Like this is the spacefaring dogfight episode with Ahsoka and Sabine, and then the next one, as we get into it, seems like there's another plot that's going to be sort of going on in the one episode that feeds into the overarching story. But it's it's sort of self-contained, and I felt like this one was very much a self-contained episode with yeah. them getting away from. Uh, Shin Hati and uh, Maroc in space, mm-hmm. whilst Hera's trying to get through the the politics of it all yeah i th- I agree i think this episode's purpose is to kind of establish two things one is the i guess the 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 new tutelage training that sabine is now undergoing under ahsoka uh in terms of her force um wielding powers and you know becoming one with the force and really trying to tap into that i honestly thought she was going to move that cup or it would wobble yeah. or something can i just say who the hell hasn't done that and i'm i'm guilty of doing that as a lot as a kid oh god staring, staring at a mug just being like maybe this time maybe this time. and maybe a few more times as an adult just just maybe maybe this you time. did it before the podcast <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> toby's doing it now <laughs> <laughs> come on yeah but no that, um, that, that that was very much like oh yeah i I definitely did that. Yeah, as a kid. Done that. yeah. I think I think that was the point to establish that we're not. She's now going to start her training and inevitably will tap into the force at some point. Yeah. I'd be very surprised. It'd be very interesting if she didn't, and it turned out actually she doesn't have force sensitivity. She yeah. is not that way inclined, but has learned to grow as a person otherwise from yeah. it. I don't know, but I, I also has established for me that 
one of those senators is a real bad dude and clearly up to no good um yeah. that uh Sindula was trying to convince he's like there's no problem here <laughs> yeah that's like classic the first order is clearly bro. not here yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, mate, you I'm are not in bed with them i've whatsoever. seen you i've seen you in episode seven i was like ah it was bad all along like yeah we know. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was it was really nice to see um mon mothma again from the Andrew yeah. series i mean yeah. god damn does she age well but still like uh they're they're in space so i guess they can say uh stem cells are probably stem cells. Used a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> but uh it's it's nice to sort of bring that into the foray and her being chancellor was kind of cool because um no supreme chancellor like they did back in the prequels days no nope. so it's more of a uh more of a democracy already but um same sort of bullshit politics they have to go through in the sense that uh yeah bureaucracy you know, is always you know, at the heart tape. of all these things isn't uh-huh. it mm-hmm. yeah even in the republic and you know and the, the new resistance and you've got yeah they've still got Sindula's still got hoops to jump through thrawn's yeah. clearly a threat and has proven that previously because yep. obviously it, all that's canon but you know, like I say, you've got the mustache twirling bad guy <laughs> sowing the seeds of evil clearly in the background. Um, unless well, even a... if it's not evil, it's just like pure ignorance. And yeah, it's, it's the it's the classic like wool over your eyes. You know, if you just bury your head in the sand, there's you know they're not around right now. Therefore, they can't be around the corner. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, we're, we're, this is this isn't a problem for me right now. This is a problem, a problem for future me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I say that a lot to myself. Um, yeah. and, but, and I liked Hera sort of calling him out on his bullshit. Yeah, you, yeah. You weren't in the war, right? You, you were. Fight. Yeah. yeah, I was like, ooh, burn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. Someone, I felt like someone just got done with a lightsaber. Jesus. Yeah. Um, that was that was cutting. Um, but yeah, so that's an interesting thing. Obviously, the politics at play uh, kind of carries on from the theme of the second episode where we were talking about the naivety or unwillingness to appreciate the threat that the first order still yeah. hold in the galaxy that the um new republic have kind of i'm not saying ignoring but kind of watering down and yeah well you can definitely see where like the like the remnant empire have been able to usurp and then this first order whatever it sort of form if it's the remnant empire becoming the first order or however they work it within this new canon yeah. you can definitely see the 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 seeds being sowed for this yeah. to sort of culminate into what we get in Force Awakens moving onwards. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm not going to specify what I mean by this, but real world things where people, you know, causes and parties and political parties rise up and you think, oh, well, look at them. Oh, and then you go, oh, There's actually. no similarities here. Yeah, it's like, that'll never, oh my God, it's actually happened. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think it's interesting to have. Obviously, we've got the um, lack of a better term, the fun Star Warsy stuff that's happening on one side with Ahsoka and Spin. Yeah. But you've also got the behind the scenes stuff, which is dictating the wider, um, I guess, situation of the galaxy and the state it's yeah. in. Obviously, looking into things like Clone Wars, where planets align and planets um, pl- like pledge allegiance to certain factions. Basically, the First Order is really still got its foothold in the galaxy but we don't know to what extent yet and that is a very interesting thing because as we said before we don't know how far the reach is so we don't know who to trust what's going to happen what kind of things they could encounter because it's clearly still underfoot a lot yeah. 
So that's that's very interesting. On the flip side, we've also got the obviously I guess the Ahsoka and Sabine I guess A storyline where uh, I guess Sabine is frustrated under her new training. Um, yeah, I en- I enjoyed the training um, sort of uh, program that her and Hugh Young were working on because being the Star Wars nerd that I am, I heard them drop a few names of like the the styles and the forms that she was sort of taking when she was hitting sort of the the sort of beams of light that he had out mm. from his like fake lightsabers that were quite cool. Um, didn't realize he had four arms. That was a interesting uh, thing. Yeah, there. I know. Until he got the, I was like, wow, he's got four it's arms. Like gen, gen, General Grievous in disguise. Yeah. Oh, um, can you imagine? What, what yeah. <laughs> but I thought the m- one of my favorite bits was the sort of the homage to the the New Hope with Luke Skywalker getting the the blast shield over his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Training with the when the, when the she got that helmet, I was like, oh yeah, yeah here yeah. we go. I, I thought she'd pop out the training droid thing as well. You know, the yeah. little um, remote sort of blaster thing but uh no just the uh, hitting her with a stick i like that because it kind of plays into i guess to a degree the smug arrogance that ahsoka kind of has as a jedi as well she's not your typical jedi in terms of i guess very really altruistic she's kind of got an arrogance about her i find anyway and i think that whole ta- bit. And tapping kinda... Sorry, tapping sabine on, tapping sabine on the shoulder and kind of not toying with her a little bit but kind of just you know having a bit of fun at the same time. I feel like that was a good, yeah, interesting little thing to show. And you can kind of see where the Anakin may have rubbed off. Yes, yes. That, that would be sort exactly. of like, I'm showing you how good I am by showing you how bad you are. And I thought that that was kind of very reminiscent of... Did Did you watch Tale of the Jedi? The, the, the I haven't short... watched Tale, Tale of the Jedi yet, no. Uh, well, for anyone who has watched that, and I'd recommend to you, it's great short... Uh, series yeah it's on my list to watch yeah there's a there's a great episode um where you see anakin and the clones being used to train ahsoka and it's not a scene for scene but there's there's hints at how anakin would train ahsoka that was very reminiscent in this scene Mm. so it all sort of feeds and it's it's feloni so it all feeds in together um but yeah it'd be interesting to see if any of the other people who've listened to this the listeners who can see that sort of similarity too? So keep your eye out for those if you've watched it. Yeah, well, the you know the students generally learn from their teachers and be, you know pick up those kind of teachings from them. So it would make sense that a little bit of those teachings from Anakin would make Ahsoka the, Ahsoka the person that she, I guess, is and the Jedi trainer uh, master that she will be for Sabine. So, like I say, um, it's inter- It'll be interesting to see how that. Um, kind of relationship progresses uh i know yeah. we spoke about i guess a bit of conflict there i think maybe they're gonna leave that to maybe a later episode maybe where sabine rushes in and does something impulsive or forgets her training for a minute and causes uh, a situation but you know these are all just pre- story beats i'm thinking of that could potentially to come or maybe maybe it'll be the other way around i don't know yeah. but it'll be, it's an interesting um relationships here develops obviously it'd be interesting to see that um sabine keeps her mandalore training as well because it'd be interesting to i don't want her to completely forget that as well because i think that makes her very interesting unique character of both because obviously we love our mandalorians they're really good at what they do and Mm -hmm. so it'd be an interesting mix of both worlds rather than the straight up jedis that and you know 
cut and dry kind of this is this is the way now yeah for and ahsoka is very non-traditional as well she is in, a very non-traditional way, so. girl they even say that to her at yeah. some point so these two seem like a very dog's body mastered apprentice sort of mm-hmm. thing so it, it yeah it's a unique yeah. pairing yeah i think sabine's strengths and uh uh, pair up nicely with Ahsoka's and their weaknesses kind of balance out as well in terms of what they can both bring so I think together they're a very interesting force to be reckoned with obviously going oh, up so what you did there hey. um, <laughs> so obviously uh, on their hunt for Admiral Thrawn um, where the, do- the dog fight uh, scene which you uh, mentioned before which was a very good scene but like you say I think it was one of those um potentially uh moments to kind of episodes three and four might be just like bridging episodes to get us to story points uh yeah. but the dogfight scene was still fun i really enjoy, uh, enjoyed watching that um yeah you. it's always a nice treat to get a, a good space battle because there, there hasn't really been that many in the last few years of star wars yeah it's kind of what you want they had a couple of nice episodes um good ones in mandalorian but nothing really to write home about and there wasn't a huge amount in Andor. i think there's only really one or two really noteworthy scenes of sort of space battles but yeah this this was quite fun and it it, it did away with that the heroes are like crack shots every time i kind of like the fact that sabine missed a few times mm-hmm. and they made a point of that i thought that was quite fun and it, it just goes to show that she's fallible in this so she's not the I can just pick up everything fantastically well yeah. immediately. Yeah, because there, there's definitely training being involved. Uh, Ahsoka um, jumping around outside was uh, was particularly fun to watch. Um, yeah, that was like classic animated style. Yeah, yeah action was, there. I love right, that. And then obviously it's like that. That was pretty cool to take out a, a space in space. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, then they obviously discover the the Eye of Sion, which was. Quite massive, not gonna it's lie. Pretty impressive, yeah. It's pretty impressive to the point where I think even Ahsoka was a little taken aback by it yeah. and uh bit off maybe a bit more than they could chew, I think, when they got there. Um but that seems like rather serious news for whatever um uh, Elsbeth and company have in plan uh, for not only finding Fron but their plans afterwards. Yeah, I mean the 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 something that uh I'm just in something with the bad guys. I'm very interested about the hierarchy because I know Morgan Elizabeth sort of seems to be pulling the strings, but and Balin's skull. He's just kind of going along with it. At the yeah, moment. but then so something better comes along, I think. Yeah, and then Shin Hati and um, Maroc, the Maroc. Inquisitor. I'm kind of quizzical about where how the hierarchy dichotomy works with them because Shin Hati's obviously Balin Skull's apprentice. Yes. Maroc seems to be, based on the costume, uh, an old Inquisitor from sort of the the Empire's reign. So realistically, if that's the case, he's been trained by Vader. So in sort of the hierarchy, he should outrank Shin Hati. But Shin Hati seems to be bossing him around. It's interesting. I don't know how that works. I hope they give a bit more depth to those rather than just like, it's cool callback that he's that sort of bad guy and then yeah. the next episode they'll kill him off because he's done what he needs to do for the story so it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what their, their sort of dichotomy is there it, but it would be interesting i think potentially um Bill and skull hattie and Murak all have maybe ulterior motives to each other 
and are kind of like I say just going along with things until they're jumping off point where they can get what they want yeah. um I the feel mask like... has got to be a deliberate reveal so he's got to yeah. be someone that we know yeah. about before yeah 100 100 percent. and i think we won't find that out till later we, we might find them out periodically one at a time but i think the only person who has most of their cards on the table is elspeth who we yeah. kind of get what her deal is and what she's doing in order to achieve it but i, I definitely think there's more at play in that hierarchy which could implode in terms of a power struggle or yeah. who's going to rise to the top. Because um, Hattie hasn't said a lot in this, you know, she's kind of no. brooding in the background and, you know, taking orders here and there. But you can, I'd, I just get a feeling like she's just waiting for her moment to strike and then she'll seize an opportunity. Yeah, it, it, it's got to be, the, 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 I mean, the bad guys are always sort of the coolest ones, but there, there seems like the most intrigue for me anyway is what all these guys are, are individually are wanting you know because they like you say there's so many alternative motives that seem to be at play and just how thrawn and wherever they're going is all going to fit into it is really that that for me is probably the biggest like mm. intrigue factor like ahsoka coming into this is awesome because she needs more limelight and her and sabine's um relationships is sort of the the through line but the the overall intrigue is what is keeping me coming back for yeah. more so it's yeah. yeah it's it's cool and like the the eye of scion was a badass visual and it's probably one of the more unique visuals we've had in star mm-hmm. wars because it's not a bloody giant space station yeah. machine yeah it's something a bit different it has still has that immense scale but it does you offers you something different and obviously a hyper jump gate opens a lot of possibilities as to yeah. what that actually means and could yeah. mean for and going I, forward I, and I really liked that they brought in the Pergil, the the space yes, whales. Yes. And the, they were saying that they've not only is this thing going to be useful to jump across galaxies, the the ISION, but they're using it with the whales' uh, migration pattern, mm-hmm. which is sort of it ties it all together. And I was going to say adds a level of realism to it when you include space whales and space bridges. space whales. Yeah, yeah. but. It, it adds a level of something tangible that you can sort of yeah. tether it to. Yeah, so the, sci- least, the science is solid on those space whales. <laughs> within within the realms yeah. of Star Wars, it's, no, it, it adds is some it, weight to it. Yeah, it's, and this is, I guess, back to the thing we thought about. A lot of thoughts going into this yeah. kind of thing. Dave Filoni, again, massive shout out to him and the crew for you know thinking it through. I guess just wrapping up quickly is obviously... The, after taking a hit, the Ahsoka's ship takes a hit and they pass through the pod of Pergils and land in a forest taking refuge and hiding. However, uh, it's Hattie soon becomes aware of their where they are and they leave the episode on Skull dispatching forces to go and meet them in the woods. So I think that brings us into episode four, which, to your point earlier, is probably going to be another one of those... Uh, high octane maybe battle episodes where yeah. they're fighting for survival and there's going to be some action set pieces and Ahsoka that's going to count first blood yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. could be <laughs> i'm down um, for that she'll cover herself in mud and yeah wait, <laughs> wait for skull yeah <laughs> um uh, it bleeds um so yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think it's going to be one of those episodes where it's going to be uh i think 
set in a single set piece. I don't know if we'll go outside of the forest much, if at all, uh, into the wider storyline, I guess, with the Senate and what's going on in the wider universe, which is fine. Well, it'll be the halfway point, so I kind of hope that something moves along, because I think this is supposed to be a slight... The fourth episode is a slightly longer episode again. Potentially, potentially. So I I hope, because this is sort of the halfway point, the pieces start moving a bit more. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, so I, I reckon there will be a sort of plot point that is discovered or uncovered like at the end of episode point, four yeah. to go right. This is where we're going for episodes five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Uh, so um, potentially the location of Fron, reveal of Fron, obviously is coming at some point. Yeah. I can't imagine it'll be too far off because they want to give him some runway for the rest of the show. So yeah, we'll see. I guess yeah. in episode four. Yeah. Um, my big, my biggest concern for this show is whether or not they just bring him in the last two minutes. Oh, that would be awful. Luke Skywalker, they'd be like, you know what you've been teased for the whole season? Well, psych, he's in for season two. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a good business model, let's be honest. Yeah, true. true, true. (laughs) I'll come back, I'll come back. Yeah, I don't see, I think, if not, it won't be this episode, but maybe five, potentially, I reckon, is when, maybe the end of five, we'll see a a reveal. I'm not paying money on it. Maybe six, maybe seven. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe the last one. Maybe half is for eight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but episode three, I mean, it's it's going well. You know, happy with how Ahsoka's going. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to episode four. It's a big um, step up from Mando season three. Like Mando had some great highlights, but I feel that as I feel a Mando season... was Mando knew it was on its way out as well. So I think it kind of took yeah. its foot off the gas a little yeah. bit as well, which is a shame because the first two seasons were really good. Well, I think um, there's still more to come from Mando and, and potentially, but uh, my, maybe a different branding or a different, uh, different, yeah, different, different show style. But yeah, it, yeah, three felt like a, it it just felt like a, a multitude of different ideas mm. that didn't yeah. quite coalesce into a great storyline. This kind of feels Ahsoka feels like it's it's got a story in mind for this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, be interesting to see where it goes from here. Yeah. We we liked episode three. We will obviously episode four comes out the following next Wednesday, um, the sixth of September. So we'll be looking forward to that. You and I will be back in a couple of weeks because I am off for a week. Apologies, everyone. Uh, we will be back to discuss episodes four and five um, oh. the following week after that. So it'll be a bit of a longer episode from us, but we will be discussing both episodes and. Who knows? Maybe talking about Thrawn. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Who knows? Who knows? But until then, thank you, Toby, for joining me as always for our lovely Star Wars chat. It's always fun. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Uh, Thank you, of course, to all you wonderful listeners. And uh, we really appreciate every single one of you listening. If you have enjoyed listening to this, remember we have episodes one and two of Ahsoka already recorded. And you can listen to that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud along with a whole host of other nerdy topics that me, Toby, Ian and Simone all bang on about for hours and end, but we love it. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at the Phantom Zone Podcast, and you can email us at thephantomzonepodcast at gmail.com. But for now, until next time, thank you for listening, and may the force be with you. Goodbye. Always.